You are listening to Bull Shit and True Crime. That was wrong. You forgot a word. I was hoping you were going to say booze, but... You said bullshit too quickly. Booze! Bullshit and True Crime. I'm Bree. I am Wade, who fucked up the intro. <laughs> Ay. Ay. CRT. We're definitely going to talk about some gnarly shit. ACRT is definitely some gnarly shit. <laughs> I mean, we are auditing their work. Kind of auditing their work. <laughs> None of that means anything to you guys, so I will move on. In, and our shit that we're talking about really isn't that gnarly. My case is really gnarly. Oh. My case my, is really gnarly. My case really isn't that gnarly. I mean, it's gnarly in a sense of party. Yours is funny. We thought we would do our episode this week on house party murders, or in reality, I thought we would do... Yeah, I heard house parties. So I was like, ooh, house parties? I know a perfect case. I think we should name it House Party Horrors. Okay. <laughs> There's nothing hor- like nothing horrible happened at mine. Mine, something very horrible happened at. And mine's right. actually a murder case. To be fair, yours isn't a murder case. It's just funny. Yeah, there has my case has absolutely nothing to do with murder. Little bit of vandalism and violence, but that's crime. Not too much. No one got arrested. (laughs) Anyways, she's gonna start it off, and then I'll end it off with something funny and nice. Yeah, because we're not gonna feel funny and nice after my case. Yeah. Well, we just had Christmas in our time. It's the Saturday after Christmas. We're recording this on December twenty eighth. How was your Christmas? That was my Christmas. Mm -hmm. My Christmas was great. I didn't have to do anything. We chillaxed. Hell yeah. And I got all my shopping done on Amazon. You did have to do something. We went snowboarding for Christmas. You had to try out Uh, those sick new bindings I gotcha. Exactly. That was fun. And there's Solomon, which I just got my first Solomon board. I rode Solomon skis as a kid. And got my first Solomon board. It kicks ass. I fucking love it. So I got him some Solomon bindings. And I love them. They kick ass. Woo woo. Yep, yep, we're Solomon. And they're like 15 pounds lighter than your last fucking... Oh, yeah. Metal, solid metal bindings that he had. Yeah. Um, I got some really cool things for Christmas. You're welcome. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I got some hula hoops. I got two hula hoops from Wade. One of them I had picked out, but one of them you picked out, right? The tangerine one. Which, I really like those. And then Wade's mom got me in the Secret Santa thing they do for their family. And she got me two hoops. And they were like specific ones that I had picked out on the Amazon. Um, So that was really cool. And Wade got me LED Poi. So for those of you who don't know anything about Poi, it's like balls on a string. And then these balls light up and do crazy things. And then he got me Fire Poi. Which, Which I, she's too scared to use. I, okay, wait. I opened Pussy. it and I was like, Pussy. these are so amazing, but I'm afraid of them. And you were like, Pussy. you shouldn't be afraid of them. And picked up the LED point and went to swing them around and fucking smacked yourself in the back of the knee. And you look at me and you go, oh, it is kind of hard. Pussy. <laughs> you light them on fire and swing them around your head. But then I won't be able to return them. True. 
So we're going to exchange them for wicks to go on my hula hoop, I think, that I'm still going to set on fire, but I am more comfortable with a hula hoop than I am boy. I still think we should just get you a staff. Or get me a staff. I would definitely use the staff. Yeah, because you got hula hoops ready. I don't want to add fire to the hula hoops. Let's Why? just get fire, and then once you get into fire, then we get you fire for hula hoops. I mean, I'm already comfortable spinning fire on a hula hoop, but all right. You're gonna you're gonna buy me something care. else to light on fire and swing around, so I'm happy with it. And then I got a T-shirt from Wade's mom that said "Peace, Love, and Hoopiness." And then I got a rock tumbler. Does it say hoopiness or hoppiness? Hoopiness. 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 Yeah. Humpiness. That too, but the shirt says hoopiness. Okay. Which I thought was punny and adorable. I opened the box. <coughs> Sorry. <clears throat> and the shirt was folded in a tiny little box, so all you could see was peace, love. And I open it, and I look at it, and I'm like, does this woman fucking know me? Like, what the hell? And it definitely showed on her face. <laughs> Aww. I didn't mean to. And then I, like, unfold it and open it up, and I'm like, <gasps> hoopiness. And she saved it. I love that shirt. Did I get anything else really cool? You got me stuff to work on clay because we got a throwing wheel. I bought one from a customer at work a few months ago. And Your rock tumbler and that's it? Yeah. And then I got Wade his bindings and he got some shirts and a hat and a beanie that is arriving at our house today and we're out of town so he's not getting it so that one was Boo. late. I bought it and then realized like a week later I didn't have enough money and it didn't go through. And I did really good this year not giving you gifts before Christmas and then having to buy you more gifts because I needed to give you gifts for Christmas. Yes. You still got me a lot of gifts though. But the thing is, is I don't think you realize like I get the same amount of gifts every (laughs) single year. It's just some gifts give be are given to you before Christmas. See, isn't it better this way? Is it? Do you like getting a crap ton of gifts on Christmas Day? Mm-hmm. Okay, then yeah, that's better this way. And I will say, I have to give Wade a big thank you because holidays are kind of hard for me and I never feel very special and he made me feel very special and he got me a lot of things that I personally enjoy and that make me happy. She says I don't listen. No, you listen pretty well and you're a good gift giver too. I'm the king at gift giving. He is very good. And I just suck at receiving gifts. <coughs> he got me fleece lined yoga pants. Yes, that's a thing. Women go buy them on Amazon. They're amazing. And a comfy shirt. What did you just say? I don't remember. <laughs> what when? What did you just say before I started talking? Oh, I'm horrible at receiving How gifts. How are you horrible at receiving gifts? Because half the time I put things on my list that I would never buy for myself, thinking somebody else will buy them for me, and they never buy them for me. And I'm like, oh, this isn't what I wanted. It's because they're a million dollars, the things that you put on your list. Yeah, and I'm still a fucking size 10 acre ranch. I'm still not convinced you like those fucking... He opened those bindings, and he was like, oh, and like tapped him with his fingernail. He was like... I hope they hold up. I'm like, you're welcome. Well, my only concern was the fact that my last ones were metal and I bent them. They were older than you are. They are. And the other thing, too, with them was Solomon is I've just never had owned Solomon. And I was kind of concerned with them. But then I started thinking about it and I read the manual. Their tinsel strength was a thousand times stronger than those aluminum bindings that I had originally. And I like my Solomon stuff. I told you they were good. Yeah. I, that was all. 
I'm sorry that my facial expressions when I opened the gift weren't to your par, but... Thank you. I was excited <laughs> to have them. You did not look excited uh-uh. at all. Because now all you have to do next year is buy me a snowboard. And then See I'm See what set. I mean about the things being a million dollars? Oh, my God. Okay. She's still mad, too, because she was <laughs> like, yeah, I'll buy you a TV for your birthday. And she was like, get whatever you want. So I got what I wanted. And she was like, oh, my God, $1,500 for a TV? Who spends $1,500 on a fucking TV? This dumb bitch right a here. A respectable person will pay $1,500 for a TV. No. How much TV do we watch? A person who has money to throw away will spend. Enjoy it, because that's the last time we're ever going to spend $1,500 on a TV. <laughs> I mean, so you better we're going to be it. spending $1,500 on just a couch. That's our mortgage. A couch. It's $1,500. I don't want to spend $1,500 on a couch. That's why I've gotten all of our couches at a thrift store. We have so many goddamn animals. What are you talking about? Our couches came from mom and dad. Okay, those are hand-me-downs. All the other ones I've ever owned have been thrift store couches. Oh, I just get (laughs) hand-me-downs. We put a cover on them and they look fine. They look great. Thank you, Amazon and Galleon. Thank you, Galleon, for the good idea. Yes. She put some covers on her couches and we were like, ooh, those look nice. Mm -hmm. And the great thing is, they're under $30. So, you could buy seven of them. You could have seven different color couches. And each week, you just change them. Okay, Amazon's them. not paying us any money, so I don't want to give them any more airtime. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of which, I did notice a slight decline on listeners on iTunes, but more listeners on Spotify. So, if you love us or you love our podcast and you want to show us some support, tell somebody about it recommend us i'm trying to i want to get some stickers ordered so i can hand those out to our friends and we can kind of hand those out because i always tell people what it's called and then they forget and can't remember but recommend us tell your mother tell your brother tell whoever we need some listeners and some sponsors so subscribe listen yeah please 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 i'll stop cussing no i won't i'll cuss just as much carrie i don't even think that was her name Probably not. She catfished us. Yeah. Well, her name's Carrie now. All right. Let's talk about some shitty shit. Carrie? Carrie is some shitty shit, but some other shitty shit. Some shittier shit. Okay. My case I did this week is on the murder of Blake and Mary Jo Hadley. Ever heard of it? No. Okay, it's really, really fucked up. It's really bad. Blake and Mary Jo Hadley lived with their teenage son, Tyler, in St. Port, Lucie, Florida. The couple had chosen to move to the area 20 years prior to be closer to family. (coughs) Keep coughing. I'm so sorry. I believe it was Blake's parents who were retired in the area, so they wanted to be closer to him. We're just coughing up a storm over here. Blake had been a watch engineer at a nearby power plant for over 30 years. What the fuck is that? He engineers watches. He engineers how the watches... A watch engineer? Yeah. I'm assuming it's somebody that take, keeps eyes on the machine. Whatever he's So he's literally watching. a watcher. Okay. Oh, but he's working at a lighthouse? No, he was working at a power plant. Oh, I don't... Fuck. I have no idea. DMS. What the fuck does that mean? DMS? DMS? What the fuck does that mean? Oh, I was like, DMS like, is data me. management specialist. I know that <laughs> Hi, one. Hi, Caroline. <laughs> Please listen to us. Um, Mary Jo is an elementary school teacher who is very beloved in her community. 
From everything I read about Blake and Mary Jo, they seemed like pleasant people who contributed to society, and they loved their son very much. What do you think is going to happen? <coughs> Son's going to kill them both? Unfortunately, that son was a flaming pile of shit. Tyler was a tall, lanky kid who was pretty quiet for the most part. Some of his classmates called him near mute, like he didn't really fucking talk at all. Um, he was pretty much nonverbal. Everybody has one of those kids in their classes. Yeah. Yeah. He was known, however, to have some really weird outbursts in class when he did speak. There was one story that I had come across in research of a classmate claiming that Tyler just straight up mooed during class when everyone was supposed to be silent, like reading. Just moo. I don't know where, which kind of is funny. I thought. <laughs> That's me. This was more than likely behavior that, you know, he was calling out for attention from classmates or teachers, but it was still kind of funny and weird. Needless to say, Tyler didn't necessarily fit in with the uh, quote-unquote popular kids. Did you? Were you a popular kid? Uh, you seemed like it. I don't know. That means yes. Everybody loves Wade. No. Everybody tolerated Wade. You are fucking annoying when you get super drunk. He is nodding profusely. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ask Galleon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I was friends with popular people. I wasn't invited to popular people things. Popular people parties? Exactly. Popular people parties, popular people parties, popular people parties. I wasn't part of the PPP. <laughs> but I always showed up. You were a hell of a lot more popular than I was, love. There's a hell of a lot more people where I was at, love. That makes it harder. No, it makes it easier. Really? You, one person has to know one person. I always just hid. I didn't really try that hard. I think I tried too hard. You don't come across as somebody who tries too hard. You don't really give a fuck. No. <laughs> I don't. Before I really cared a lot. Okay, fair enough. So, Tyler was not a popular kid, just like both of us. He did have a group of friends that he clicked with, though, that he hung out with on a regular basis. Unfortunately, he ran around with the bad kids. So, like, the pill poppers, the potheads, the fucking juvenile delinquents. Like. Do you think he was a leader or a follower? He was a follower, for sure. For sure? For sure. Absolutely. Do you think that inside that group there was one person that was, like, an antagonizer? The one that, like, started all the shit and then everybody else kind of followed him? I mean, I think most kids that do drugs want to do drugs and they all just do it together. I thought you were going to take a drink of that I water bottle. I almost did, with the and cap then I on. saw the cap out of the corner of my eye, and I was like, he's staring at me right now. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry for ruining the opportunity to embarrass me. Yes. You'll have plenty more, trust me. Uh, give him plenty in a day. <laughs> Being surrounded by the bad kids obviously brought the worst out in Tyler, and he started to become more and more of a troublemaker. Naturally, this forced Tyler's parents to not trust him quite as much. They became more strict and... Uh, oh, they became more and more strict with Tyler the more he continued to misbehave. Sorry, my brain just literally shut off for a second. So they were kind of like trying to like match each other. He would do something crazy, they'd be more strict. He'd do something crazier, they'd come down on him harder. So they were kind of having that power struggle. They cared about him. Yeah. They didn't care. They'd let him do whatever the fuck he wanted. Thanks, Mom. 
Um, Tyler was especially close to his mother, Mary Jo. From the outside looking in, it seemed as though the two were, they actually enjoyed each other's company. They really loved each other. And Tyler had a lot of respect for her. So even though there was this little power struggle going on within the family, it seemed like Tyler really did love his parents. So that makes all of this so much worse. What do you want to say? Nothing. I wasn't going to say anything. Okay. You made a face like you were going to... I was thinking of saying something, but I'm not going to say anything. Say it. I don't have anything to say. What were you going to say? Nothing. Read your fucking you notes. You said I was going to say it, and then I decided not to Read say it. Read your notes. What were you going to say? Read your notes. Proceed with God your notes. damn it. You're no fun. As a young boy, Tyler would be seen by neighbors playing basketball in the driveway with his dad for hours on end. Uh, so even with the neighbors that, you know, didn't know them as well as family did, they could tell that the dad was involved in Tyler's life and, you know. Yeah. They hung out. He had quite a good relationship with both his parents, like I said. So what I'm going to get into now, as far as the case goes, just remember all of this. Okay? I found a Vice article that interviewed some of Tyler's friends. Well, I mean, the ones who were okay with speaking about the case. One quote went like this. He was a funny guy. Always cracking jokes, never showed any signs of distress. He started smoking pot and drinking. Once he started doing that, he started cutting class. Then he dropped out altogether. This is a total surprise, though. I think maybe he wasn't trying to kill them, just injure them. So that quote is alluding to Mary Jo and Blake's death, which we'll get into. I didn't find anywhere else that corroborated saying that he was kicked out of high school, but there were a few things that came up, like, like, there's some interactions I'm going to go over with him and his friends on weekdays, and they were all over Facebook, so he very well might have been kicked out of school. And that's probably why his parents were so fucking pissed. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to mention that I... Oh, I just said that, that I didn't see anywhere Tyler had dropped out. Um, but like I said, I'm, I'm pretty sure he did either drop out or get kicked out or just kept cutting class so much that... They probably he put him out. on uh, home studies. I technically missed so much school my senior year, I shouldn't have graduated. But the vice principal took sympathy on me because I had a, some crazy shit going on in my family life and just let me... Yeah. Passed off with your credits. Yeah. Your attention. He's a good man. I probably would have fucking hurt myself if I wouldn't have graduated. I tried so hard to graduate high school. I'm so glad I at least did that. That is a whole nother story. Okay, so it's July 2011. Tyler had been telling his friends all week about the fat party he was going to be throwing at his parents' house. His friends were all kind of like, Psh, okay, like, whatever you say, dude. When he was bringing it up, they were super dubious. None of them thought the party was actually going to happen. For one, Tyler had never, ever thrown a party. And if you remember being in high school, like, there were the kids that threw the parties. Yeah. It was a thing. So that had never happened. Two, Tyler's parents were being stricter than ever with him, just like I was talking about with that power struggle going on, so there's no way they were going to be cool with this. So his friends just thought he was talking out of his ass. The day before the party was supposed to be thrown, which was a Friday, Tyler's friends asked him if the party was really on. He replied online with, I'm working on it, which Tyler's friends thought that just meant the party wasn't happening. He brought it up to his parents or whatever, and they said no, and what they thought was going to happen, which... The party not happening. 
you know, that was what was going to happen. That made no sense. Do you yeah. understand what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. I, I got what you're saying, but yeah, you just kept rambling on. So cut uh, that short. My brain is broken. I will proceed. You have everything written down in front of you. It's hard. Holy shit. You wrote it down. Remember it. Fuck. Saturday, July 16th rolls around. So the next day. And Tyler messages his friend Antonio Ramirez on Facebook. So this is the exchange they have. Tyler. Sup, brah? Brah? Strap. Brah? Antonio. Chillin', what you doing tonight? Tyler. Trying to have a party at my crib. Antonio. Your parents ain't home? Tyler. Hope. Uh, hope they will leave soon. Party at my crib tonight. Dot, dot, dot. Maybe. So he's still like on the fence saying it's maybe going to happen. And his parents are going to leave soon. Now it's 8.15. Same day on Saturday. And Tyler posts this to Facebook. Party at my house. HMU or hit me up. His friends were still dubious. Ashley Hayes messaged him on Facebook and said, WAO, in all capitals, W-H-A-O, which... Wow, maybe is what that means. I don't know. Is that an acronym, you know? Whoa. Wayo? It's whoa. Like, whoa. Okay. Whoa. What if your parents come home? Tyler replied, they won't. Trust me. Bum, bum, bum. I was just going to do that. Um. The party started going around 10, 10.30 p.m. Tyler was answering the door for partygoers wearing a black t-shirt, black dickies, and, a, and black Nike Air Force high top sneakers. Very specific. Are those nice? Air Force Ones, bruh. They specifically said that. Okay, got you. I do know what that is. It was also very apparent that Tyler was fucking rolling dick. Rolling dick. His eyes were wide, his pupils were huge, and he was nervously rubbing his palms together over and over again. He was super sweaty. This dude was on some ecstasy. Hard. Nice. Why are you reading all my notes before I talk about that? I don't Just know. I'm enjoy it and listen. I'm stuck. I'm Go ahead. stuck? I'm stuck on reading your notes. <laughs> Just listen. Well, I'm trying to help you out because you evidently can't read or remember what you wrote down. Damn, he's feisty today. <laughs> so what was Tyler doing? Rolling dicks. <laughs> rolling dick. Oh, no, that means something different. <laughs> he was rolling dicks between the palms of his hands. It's going skiing. He was on... <laughs> <laughs> He on ecstasy. He was on drugs. Uh, God damn it. Where was I? Okay. So, very apparent, rolling dick, yada, yada, yada. Before long, there was at least 60 kids in the house. Most of the kids had no idea who the fuck Tyler even was. Nice. I remember having parties like that. Yeah. Bottles were being thrown <laughs> and broken. Kids were smoking inside and putting their butts out on anything from the rug to the kitchen counter to the wall. Damn, that's this, fucked up. this kid didn't talk. It's like nobody knows who the fuck this kid is, and they're all in there just destroying In his family's house. Yes. It's fucked up. Yes, it's fucked up. I mean, they even said when they came in later that, like, kids had ransacked the kitchen, and there was, like, craft macaroni and cheese stuck to the walls and shit. I mean, this house was fuzzucked. I do remember I was at one house party. We got all super intoxicated. And there's, do you remember Shane? Yeah. He is notorious for getting fucked up at house parties and literally just like walking out into the middle of the party with the house party's tub of ice cream. Party foul. You and just, just sitting there the eating cream. the ice cream like a full 
fucking Ben and Jerry's ice cream. He's the comedian one, right? Yeah, just sitting there eats the whole thing. <laughs> and then that say actually that same exact party, he got in trouble for eating it, and he was so drunk he just like reached in, grabbed a handful of fucking ice cream. And threw it at the host of the party because she was bitching him out for eating the ice cream. And he said, here, have some. No! <laughs> and threw it at her. <laughs> and they had like a popsicle <laughs> ice cream food fight. She didn't kick him out of the house? <laughs> no, they, she thought it was hilarious. Wow. She was just as crazy though. But anyways. Fistful ice cream. Yeah. And I do. I remember having parties at my mom and dad's house. And there was one specific party that we had. Bunch of people came where I had no idea who these Why would you were. let them in your house then? I tell them I to didn't leave. let them in the house. I was just having such a good time. The next thing I know, I turn around. I'm like, oh. Tell them to leave. Lots of people That's here. That's how your shit gets stolen. Nothing. Uh, all the rooms were locked. But the only thing they got fucked up was like mom and dad were, you know, they had a lot of pots and plates and yeah. bowls and glasses. That are very and, expensive. Yeah. They didn't have. More than 50% of them. You're kidding me. Yeah, I mean, we had broken dishes. We had been throwing dishes at people. Yeah, we just... Oh, house no. never got destroyed. I always set house rules. But forgot about the dishes and the glasses. And I never that. had a party at my house for the simple reason that I didn't want to clean up after. I had parties mm. on my property. You're not coming to my fucking house. During my bachelorette party, I had money stolen from me. Yeah. I had friends come over to help yep. set up early. And <coughs> I'm pretty sure I know the friend who stole it. And they were coming over to supposedly help me with my fucking bridal shower. And my rent money for that month was laying in cash on my desk in my room or our room. You know, not out in the open. And there was only a handful of women that came into our room to put their bags in there to keep them safe. So I'm just saying, even if it's a small gathering and you know and supposedly trust all the people that are there, she can still get jacked. And I'm pretty sure I know the bitch that did it. Yes. We um, both do. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. So people putting cigarette butts out all over the place. House is destroyed. Oddly, though, even with all this destruction going on inside his parents' home... The only thing that Tyler was concerned about was the noise. Weird, right? Didn't want the cops to get called. Yes, sir. Um, as what happens at most parties, kids started to congregate near the beer pong table. It's the, you know, the excitement. Beer pong's really not that exciting. It's so much fun. It's really fun, though. And we won at Galleon's birthday party. I won at no, Galleon's. I made, I made the first and the final winning shot, and that was it. She came in clutch for sure. I helped. I don't think I yeah. hurt. I wasn't uh, that bad. You didn't hurt anything but my back. Huh? I had to carry you the entire time, so my back started hurting. Oh, that's <laughs> Came bad. in clutch. What? You suck. I'm going to play against you next time and whoop your asshole. <laughs> Just the hole, though. <laughs> Sweet. I got an asshole cleaning. <laughs> so the beer you pong... said wipe it, right? Not whip it. I said whip it. Oh. <laughs> I'm not going to wipe your asshole. Damn it. The table was set up directly next to the family computer, which was extremely filthy, even compared to the rest of the house. 
Various partygoers queued up shitty rap music off YouTube using the family's computer. Naturally. The white keyboard was stained with a tacky brown substance. Beer, Coca-Cola maybe, nobody paid too close of attention because everybody was super fucked up. So remember that. Jose Erazo, a 17-year-old partygoer, overheard someone say, oh, he killed his parents, and everyone laughed. So he just, like, heard that in passing, so he was interviewed and said that. Tyler told classmate Mark Andrews his parents went to Georgia. He told his friend Ryan Stonecipher they were in Orlando. Richard Wouters, Richard Wouters got the answer, they don't live here, this is my house, which I thought was, like, really scary and dark. Mark Andrews has known Tyler and his family for 11 years at the time that this happened. The, um, the Andrews family and the Hadley family, Tyler's family and his family, you know, were friends. The parents were, so they hung up, hung out together. Why can't I fucking talk? I don't know. Since they were little kids. Mark remembers coming to the Hadley's residence when Tyler was 10 years old. Him and his mother had just gotten into a fight, and he vowed to Mark that he would kill his parents. Mark told him to calm down, that everyone gets pissed at their parents, and it's natural, and chill out, bro. And the two boys laughed about it. So. Temper, temper, temper. No matter how mad I've gotten at anybody, I've never even said the words that I was going to kill them. That's a fucking trip. And he's 10. Yeah. Yeah. The story comes out much darker now that Mark looks back on it after everything that happened. Tyler's friend Marky Phillips was out of town and unable to attend the party, but he recalled an odd occurrence a few weeks before the party happened. Him and Tyler were hanging out, and Tyler blurted out how he wanted to kill his parents and have a big party after that no one had ever done that before. Marky obviously told him he was crazy, and thought Tyler was just trying to make some, you know, dark joke and trying to be funny. Which, I get why he didn't make a big deal about it at the time, the friend didn't, but, like, that would freak me the fuck out if one of my friends said that. Yeah, fuck yeah. That's weird. In a Facebook chat with Mercedes Marco, two weeks before the party happened, he complained about his mother confiscating his cell phone. This is an excerpt from the conversation off Facebook. Tyler, LOL, yep, she's a cunt for show. I might kill her. Mercedes, oh my god, no jail, or I mean prison, LOL. Tyler, oh well, with a heart. Yeah, that's concerning. So Tyler was threatening to kill his parents left and right, telling tons of people about, you know, his wish to do so, and nobody was taking him seriously. At all. No, which he was, what, I think, like, 16 at the time. But still, like, that's... Yeah, There were warning signs. Somebody should have said something. Yeah, that's... Yeah, he was saying it to all kids. He didn't say it to any adults, but... Yeah. Yeah. On the morning of the party at 9.40 a.m., Tyler had this Facebook exchange with 17-year-old Matthew Noble. Matt, did you do it? Question mark. Tyler, no, but I'm gonna... Matt, bet? Question mark. Tyler, don't worry, I am. Then I'm having a party. Matt, hell yeah. Party time, N-word. Oh my god. So it sounds like this Matt dude knew. knew. Yeah, that he was actually going to do it. And they're joking about it. Yeah. It, this, there's so many things in this case where I'm just like, how, 
Who raised all these children? Okay. Even this kid was raised the right way, it seemed like. Yeah. And this shit still happened. 12.30 a.m. rolls around, and so we're fast-forwarding back to Saturday at the party. So it's after midnight, and there's roughly 100 kids at this party at this point, and they're running out of beer, obviously. It's a lot of kids. Tyler had asked Mark Andrews and his girlfriend Ashley, uh, I wrote her name, but I don't know how to pronounce it, Fierschman, to drive him for a beer run because Mark was 21 and Tyler was definitely not 21 yet. While Ashley and Tyler waited in the car for Mark to buy the beer, Tyler mentioned to Ashley that his father had passed away. Ashley didn't really know Tyler, so she assumed that Tyler's father had passed away some time ago so she would have known him a little bit better that would have been a red flag because to everybody else like tyler's dad wasn't dead yeah so he's starting to break a little bit they arrived back at the party to find a kid running around shirtless swinging a mailbox shit face drunk nice nice Tyler ran around screaming, saying that stealing a mailbox was a felony and that the cops were going to come and screamed at this dude. So the dude went and put it away and was like, Jesus, like, we're all drunk. My bad. Put the mailbox back. Another party goer and friend, Anthony Snook, showed up to the party around 1230 when the mailbox incident happened. Snook noticed the master bedroom door was locked. He saw the door closed and he was like, oh, there's probably people in there getting high. And wanted to go in there and tried to wiggle the doorknob and the door was locked. He noticed a black smear. Oh, no. Uh, that was about a foot long underneath the door frame, like at the bottom. Which he thought was weird. And kind of went like, oh, I wonder what that is. He tried unsuccessfully to wipe it away. The same black substance was noticed under the beer pong table where an unnamed party goer noticed it when his ball like bounced off the table and rolled under the table into it. And he said that he picked the ball up and washed it off in the cup and continued playing with it. Spoiler alert, all of this is blood. Kind of what I thought. Yeah. So that, yeah, those kids were playing beer pong with a ball covered in his parents' blood. And they were playing beer pong over where one of the parents was murdered. Yes. Tyler then pulled Mark aside as he was leaving the party after about 1 a.m. So he was like, all right, dude, I'm heading out, blah, blah, blah. He's like, hey, can I talk to you for a second? He went out in the, I believe it was the backyard. There were a few kids out there. He said, you know, go in the house. I need to be out here alone. The conversation went like this. Tyler. Dude, I did some things. I might go to prison. I might go away for life. I don't know, dude. I'm freaking out right now. Mark, what are you talking about? Tyler, dude, I know you're not going to believe me. No one will believe me. I freaking killed somebody. Mark, you killing somebody is your own business. Don't be telling me that sort of thing. I don't need to know. Tyler then took a walk with one of his close friends, Michael Mando. So this... Mark is just like, I don't want to know, sticking his fingers in his ears, going, makes him fucking accessory. Smart 16 year old. He already knows now, though. Yeah. (laughs) And that's why you know exactly what the conversation between him and Tyler was about. So this this dude's breaking. First he tells Ashley that, now he's telling his friend he doesn't want to hear it. Then he takes a walk with Michael Mandel who also was close to him. Tyler turns to Michael and says, I killed my parents. Michael responded with, yeah, right. Tyler then said, Michael, I'm being real. I'm not lying to you. 
if you look closely, you can see the signs. Uh, Tyler then told Michael to look in the driveway. Michael looks over in the driveway, and he sees both of Tyler's parents' cars parked in the driveway. He's close to the family. He knows what they drive. So he's starting to go, okay, if his parents aren't here and their cars are here, then what the fuck? Yeah. Michael still didn't believe Tyler, so Tyler led Michael up to the master bedroom and unlocked the door. Oh, Jesus. Yes. This is, and the party's still happening. Okay? <laughs> Michael saw bloody towels and dining room chairs, among other things, stacked up. In the room, underneath the pile, he saw a leg sticking out. Tyler then recounted the murder to Michael. He first hid his parents' cell phones. So there's premeditation. He didn't want his parents to be able to call for help. Um, yeah. He then took three ecstasy pills because he believed he could not commit the murder sober. Okay. So scary and so sad. Just yeah. and and of all substances, ecstasy to be on ecstasy trying to kill somebody. Like I just want you to pet my face. Yeah, that's unique and different. Yeah, I thought that was very strange. He then picked up a claw hammer from the garage, and th- okay, this is the creepiest part. So his mother was working on the computer, and. Tyler walks up behind her, stood there, he said, for a full five minutes, silently, with the hammer in his hand, watching her work. I don't know if he was getting up the courage or he was just thinking about what he was about to do. But then he proceeded to pound her in the head and upper body with the claw head of the hammer. Um, And the whole time he was doing this, she was pleading with him, just asking why, why, over and over and over again. I told you, this story is really, really sad. His mother's cries for help caught the attention of Blake, who entered the room and locked eyes with his son and asked the same question, why? Why the fuck not? Tyler shouted over and over again while beating his father to death with the same claw hammer. Holy shit. Right? That's brutal. It's... uh, And, like, they were good parents. Like, Jesus Christ. Tyler told Michael after they were dead, he wrapped their heads in towels and drugged them into the master bedroom, which covering somebody's face or body after you murder them is, like, a sign that you intimately know them. Yeah. Yeah. He then took all the incriminating evidence that he could find and piled it on top of his parents' corpses. Obviously, he missed a lot of the incriminating evidence because he was rolling dick. Michael didn't say shit. He actually um, stayed at the party and posed for selfies with Tyler and finished the night out with him. I was like, this is the last night I'm going to spend with you, dude. If you Google Tyler Hadley's name, the photo will come up of him. He's holding like an orange cup, I think. And the other dude is taking a selfie with him, and that's after he had seen his parents' dead body and decided to just stick around and... He got in trouble too, right? No. At all? Nope. Nah, fuck that. Wait. Wait. Wait till I finish. Yeah, just wait till I finish. Okay, so that happened. Around 2 a.m., someone announced that another party was happening in another area. All the kids at the party left the Hadley residence, and they did so being fucking hoodlums. They were revving their engines. They were peeling out. They were making tons of noise. Nice. 
And a fed up neighbor finally decided to call the police, which at that point, fuck yeah. Call the fucking police. It's two in the morning. Nah. Don't be a bitch. If I had to work the next day and there's kids fucking screaming and revving their engines, you would be calling the cops so quick. You would be out there screaming at them. Yeah, I wouldn't be calling the cops. I'd be out there screaming at them. I would be inside calling the cops and coming to get you after the call was made so you didn't get your ass in trouble. That's exactly, exactly what would happen. You wouldn't come get me, though. You'd come yell at me and say the cops be called and I'd be the first person in the door. Dream <laughs> team, bitches. So they caused a ruckus and a fed-up neighbor called a 911. At this point, there were less than 20 people left at the party. Two officers arrived at the residence. Tyler had everyone hide in his room. He talked to the officers briefly and then immediately resumed the party. And was just like, oh, no, I was having a party. You know, I'm sorry about the noise. Everybody's gone, blah, blah, blah. So this other party that everybody, like, fled to was... I guess it wasn't actually going on. They showed up at the house and it wasn't happening. So by 2.30, kids were filtering back in. Tyler, at this point, had lost his motherfucking marbles. He was threatening to kill himself with 10 Percocet pills. He had, but his friend swiped him, swiped them from him before he left the residence. So he, like, had them out and was talking about it. And the kid was like, I'll take those and get high. Don't kill yourself. He was frantically closing the blinds and peering out over and over again, saying that people were following him and shit, just being really paranoid. He told his friend David Garcia, that party was fun. I might have another one tomorrow night. I might be going away for a long time. At 4.40 a.m., Tyler posted another message to his Facebook wall. Party at my house again. Hit me up. Ugh. In the meantime, Michael had finally called the cops and told them everything. Thank God. Thank you, Michael. Uh, late, but at least you did it. Tyler opened the door and told the officers to take him to jail when they got there. The house was an utter disaster. The officers soon found his parents' bodies. Because Tyler was 17 at the time, okay, 17, um, at the time of the murders, he could not be sentenced to death in Florida, how the law was at that time. He was handed down a life sentence and will most likely never see the free world ever again. But the creepiest thing to me, like, this dude, I think, just didn't want to be in a house with his dead parents all alone and wanted to throw another party. Pretty much, yeah. So but that he is... also killed his parents specifically for the party. So he could throw a party. That is the case of the murders of Mary Jo and Blake Hadley. Whoa. Right? Yeah, that was crazy. So gruesome. So, so what'd you do? I did my party on this little Australian kid, and the movie Project X was pretty fucking much based off of this true story. Like, it was pretty accurate? Not necessarily, no. Okay. But in the same sense of a young kid throwing a party and then becoming famous from it, or getting popular from it. And I watched a news clip of this kid whenever you get into <laughs> it. I have some comments. <laughs> It's, it's pretty funny. So January 12, 2008, Corey uh, Worthington, 16, he threw a very big party at his stepfather's house and his mother's home. Oh, it was when his they were, stepfather's Yeah, when they were gone on vacation in Queensland. Oh, shit. Yeah, and they're from the Melbourne suburbs Melbourne. of... Melbourne suburbs of... Nare Warren, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I'm assuming Nare Warren. Australia, mate. Yeah, they're from Australia. 
And naturally, you know, Corey being home alone by himself and his parents away, like any self-respected rebel would do. Self-respecting rebel? Yeah. Rebel teen. <laughs> okay. Would do. He jumped on social media and started raging his party. And at the time, it was actually MySpace and uh, MS in yes, Messenger. Yes, Tom. Oh, yes. Right. Was it Tom? Tom is Facebook, I think. No. Yeah. Tom was MySpace. You're correct. Everybody's you had, first friend. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's first friend, and then you had your top five. Oh, and everybody got all <laughs> heated about that yeah. shit. You also had, like, a song that you can put, <laughs> and we were coding at age, like, 11 and weren't making the fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars you do as an adult doing that for a profession. I'm like, I want skulls on my page, and I want to hide my song so you can't turn it off when you go on my page. So Corey wrote to all his mates, parents away. <laughs> Tell your mates. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be big. How did he spell mates, though? M8, the letter, the character 8, the number 8, and S. Yes. M8S. Mates. Yeah. Abbreviations are everything. (laughs) So he sent that out to his close mates. His close mates sent it out to their close mates. Then their mates hit up their mates and so on and so forth. Mates on mates on mates. Yeah, just like anyone that has ever planned a Facebook event or in any sort of house party in high school or anything like that. Not me. You you never know what's going to happen. How many people are going to respond to how many people actually show up or if just triple the amount of people you actually... <laughs> On the real, though, I'm terrified of rejection. And my biggest thing was like, I'm going to try and throw a fat party and two people are going to show up and I'm going to cry. Exactly, yeah. There's times where you try to throw a fat party, four people show up, and there's times where you're trying to have a kickback and 500 people show up. Yeah. So in Corey's case, it started off as just a kickback with his mates, but... uh, Stop saying mates! (laughs) 500 people actually... 500! Yeah, 500 people actually showed up, and they wreaked havoc in the family home and the neighborhood. How big is this house? They were going ham. They weren't really all partying in the house. Still. Yeah, they're all, they're all scattered around. Still big, damn. It was bad. They're going hard as a motherfucker. Ham? Going ham. Hard as a motherfucker. I even wrote it down. You did? Mm-hmm. So, underage drinking. Underage drinking. The lack of parental supervision and a giant gigantic number of party goers is recipe for disaster evidently that's what like 98 percent of my jesus christ brie sorry you're bad anyways back to it teenagers they're all over the place wandering nearby streets throwing bricks and glass why at cars and anything that they could jumping on parked cars and then when the boys in blue actually got called, they were eager to show up to Corey's party. I actually wrote that, and I felt really good when I wrote that. I Why? Thought. Boys in blue? The boys in blue were there eager to show up to Corey's party. Get it? You know, they were eager. Anyway, I thought it was funny. Explain it. Cops are showing up to a party. Why are they eager? Because they're going to fuck shit up. Why not? No, I get it. I just don't think it's funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I love you. You're so pretty. They got there, and uh, there were actually a shit ton of police cars. The dogs got sent, and a helicopter came to the scene. Did the dogs, like, attack people? Yeah, because police cars were damaged, and at times, police officers were forced to retreat for their own safety. Jesus! 
Yeah. And these kids are unarmed. Yeah. No, they were armed with bottles and rocks and shit. Because uh, that's what they're throwing at the fucking cops. How dumb can It took be? hours. Hours for police to finally be able to shut down the party. And that's not the end of it. It gets crazier. And so, uh, Corey actually was... He was interviewed at, like pretty much immediately after this happened. And this dude looks like a fucking chooch. Yeah. So when he was asked about the events, he said that he can't remember. I was just off my head, which I'm assuming that means like, you know, I was just all fucked up. I don't really remember what happened, but I had a great fucking time. That has <laughs> to be what that means. I don't know. I'm assuming. I don't know. Like off my rocker. Yeah. So the damage done to both residential and police property wasn't Corey's biggest fear. It was actually his parents who cut their holiday short and rushed home. The cherry on the top, the police considered presenting Corey's mom with a $20,000 fine for the cost of just the call out. How did it just 20000 Because they sent a helicopter and oh. probably like had to get reinforcements from the fucking next county over. Shit, <laughs> It's the man. suburbs. So they just threatened to do that. Yeah, they were just threatening to do that kind of that shit. It's not the mom's fault. Well, it was him and Make Corey. Make him do but community service and pay it back that yeah. way. Well, it was, it, was, it was really to Corey, but you know his mom was his guardian. Well, and that's why I'm underage. saying. Make him work. Anyways. Anyways, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> his parents actually hadn't returned home yet before Corey agreed to appearing on a uh, TV show called A Current Affair. Don't they have to give consent? I am evidently not. I don't know. Huh. The now infamous interview <laughs> consists of, can you help me say your last name? Layla McKinnon. Yeah, trying and failing extremely hard. Actually, is that Layla? Or Lila? Lila. 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 Anyways. Uh, uh, she pretty much failed horribly to convey the seriousness of the situation to Corey. Oh, it was his so a- funny. His attitude was so bad. It was so, it was so funny. Bad. Yeah, so if his parents actually didn't return, or his parents actually got home before that interview... The world would not have known about Corey. Oh, no. Nah, he would not be famous. Because that interview, literally just that interview, made Corey famous. This motherfucker is shirtless with his pierced nipple out, a sweatshirt, a hat, his Bieber hair going everywhere, and these big yellow sunglasses. And at one point, the lady is like, why don't you take your sunglasses off and apologize? Oh, you're going to go into it. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, not even necessarily that. It was... Uh, that part was hilarious, but so there was another part in that interview where uh, he was asked, what would you say to other kids who were thinking of partying when their parents were out of town? And his response, being shirtless, sporting a fucking fur-lined hoodie, shirt, and with a flat-billed hat wearing bright yellow sunglasses. And actually, they're knockoff Karen walkers. He, he said, said get, get me, me to do, do it for you. you. Yeah. And what I was going to say, though, is right like towards the end when they were talking, she goes, why don't you take those sunglasses off of your face and apologize to all the neighbors that you scared and all the damage that you've done? And he goes, mm, no, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. she, and then she tells him to look in the mirror. That was the best part. Why don't you go and take a look? I do. I love it. Yeah, everybody <laughs> loves it. 
That shit was hilarious. It was, You should look it up. It's really funny. It really is. And uh, that that's the clip right there. That interview was what went viral. And he got a lot of blowback from a lot of older folks for his lack of respect. And not that to lady my... was being a bitch. Yeah, but he was also being fucking a dick, too. Anyways, it, this all happened on the 8th. The party, the interview, everything. I mean, on the 12th. January. All that happened. Yeah, okay. January 12th, 2008. So now, January 16th, after the interview, it went viral. Everybody has their opinions of everything. There's actually a single-server website, slapcory.com, <laughs> launched, and it featured a game that allowed you to slap some sense into Corey using a giant hand. That's amazing. This, the website no longer exists now. Aww. But as of September 2012... It had been played 1.1 million times. Amazing. <laughs> Who has the time? Somebody that really didn't like Corey, and they're yeah. just hopping on the bandwagon. Damn. Because, I mean, it's to a marketing scheme that is extremely, I mean, if you could find that kid or somebody like that, that is um, smart. Because to young people, like, Corey was held up as a hero, and they praised him for the party boy image, and unapologetic attitude. And now he attitude. looks like a crackhead, by yeah. the way. Yeah. So, ultimately, Corey's uh, party uh, pretty much gained him a lot of attention because it was the first one of its kind. You well, know, it was Big ass crazy. house party type deal. Did you deal. figure out what happened to his dad's car? No, nothing happened. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, this famed publicist max markson which is the first time i've ever heard of him uh instantly recognized Corey's appeal to the youth market and markson started teaching him how to dj and booking him appearances at parties they're always djs yeah i have no idea why i guess that's like a party planner dj Polly d yeah so Markson's quote was, uh, he's thrown a great party in the wrong place, and now he's got the opportunity to throw a great party in the right place and get paid for it. Okay. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I don't, I don't understand, because his parents, uh, Corey's parents were, they sided with the older demographic, and his mom was like, we were, they were absolutely disgusted that it's Corey could do this. It's their fucking house. Yeah. And it, and their neighborhood that they still have to live in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. So the drama continued on the 29th when Corey was allegedly involved in a fight. With that, the same year? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. The clash was filmed by bystanders and uh, uploaded to YouTube. Of course. So Victorian police received tips that the fight may have been staged in an investigation to the altercation further. I or they're going to investigate the altercation this further. This kid is dumb. It's crazy. And you didn't figure out what the result was? No, I don't, I don't think it was anything serious. It wasn't a real fight? No, I don't think so. Or it was a real fight, but I don't think it was really that big of a deal. Oh, type deal. It wasn't staged. Exactly. Um, and... Corey's party, I mentioned this in the beginning, his party is actually rumored, I don't think it, I don't know if it is, I'm sure it is, to be honest with you, to inspire uh, the film Project X, which held its debut in 2012, and it's the most illegally downloaded film on <laughs> BitTorrent. I'm sure that's true. 
Yeah. About it being inspired. I mean, one viewing of this trailer, you'd be like, fuck yeah! Yeah. (laughs) I'm definitely torrenting this shit right now. So, and then me and Brie were actually checking out YouTube videos, and I, I watched this video. She didn't watch it. In 2015... An online gift retail, uh, Red Balloon. Oh, no, I saw it. I did? watched it, okay. yeah. Made Corey the star of their Clean the Slate campaign in the lead up to or in the lead up to Father's Day. The campaign revolved around the fact that approximately 75% of Australians admit to doing something wrong by their dad. So who better to front their campaign than Corey? So funny. It was great. It was like some flying like a helicopter like a biplane or something like or i mean a, a plane a plane plane not a helicopter and Corey was in the middle of the fucking landing field area and the plane came down and was like trying to run him over and shit and he's like i'm sorry dad <laughs> it was actually kind of so funny. and hey they both made money from it so yeah exactly that's something Here's and, the money to fix your broken house. Yeah, and Corey's done, like, Australian uh, Ninja Warrior and, like, a bunch Please of other shit. Please tell me he sucked ass at it. I don't know. I didn't fucking check a look ah. at it. Yeah. So, actually, there was talk about a 10-year anniversary party. Yes. And a lot of people are actually asking if it ever happened. And the research that I saw was that uh, last year, 2018... Uh, yeah, 2018 last year. We're not in 2020 yet. Not yet, almost. Yeah, news broke that a party celebrating the 10-year anniversary of Corey's rave was going to be held in uh, Nari Warren. Wait, now it's a rave? Well, it was technically a rave before. Because actually, Corey, he actually put out some music. He actually put out a of fucking techno like house, fucking- kind of sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, so I think he, I think that's why they're calling it a rave because he put out that okay. techno music. I don't know if his house party was actually a rave. He did look like a raver. I mean, though. he, yeah, really did, like big time did. Yeah. Anyways, uh, the Facebook event listed bands of a lot of different assortments. None of us, none that I know, anyway. So I'm not gonna name off. Okay. Yeah, in true Corey fashion, those that were interested totaled twenty three thousand. Yeah. However, the event never came... To fruition? Exactly. Yeah, and it's most likely intended to just be a humorous hoax. Get his name back out there. Oh, yeah. So, actually, when Corey threw that party and all those fucking kids were, like, throwing bottles at the cops and shit like that, Corey was taken into custody and questioned about the party... But there are no reports of any other guests being arrested or taken into custody in the wake of the incident. So he didn't even get in trouble. No. Motherfucker got quite... He just got put into custody. That doesn't mean he got arrested and taken down to the station. They could put you in custody and question you in the back of a fucking cop car. His parents could have brought charges for property damage if they wanted to. His neighbors could have, too. Oh, the cars and shit. Yeah. I would have fucking sued the cops could have too. little kid. Oh, yeah, they damaged the cop cop car. They broke a windshield. Exactly. God damn. That kid deserved to get something. Yeah. Some community service, something. Restitution that he has to work off. Yeah. yeah. Allegedly, though, police police say that they charged Corey over matters arising from the party, but because he was a minor, these charges were not made public due to the strict privacy laws. So, Joanne is actually his mom, and uh, she was charged with one count of trying to hinder the police. This charge 
was issued after she tried to prevent her son's arrest by obstructing a doorway. She pled guilty in court and was placed on a 12-month good behavior bond and fined $500. So she got in trouble. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> For making sure her kid doesn't go to There's fucking no jail. justice. I mean, at that point, let them take your little uh, piece of shit kid to jail. But uh, I Honestly, I'd be up on either or side of that. Because, oh, no, I'd be pushing my kid out the door. Oh, no, I'd be pushing the cops out the door because who the fuck's going to clean the house? True. That motherfucker's staying here, and he's calling five of his fucking best friends that I know their parents, and I'm going to have all those motherfuckers come here and clean my goddamn house. Nah, at that point, he'd be all yours. Nah, nah. If no. now if they tried to charge my kid, I'm already paying anything. the fucking cops. The cops should fucking stay too and clean up. They caused all this fucking glass broken out in the front yard coming and showing I just, up. Out of all that, she's the one that actually got charged with something obstruction yeah. of justice and fine five hundred dollars. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god! On top of all the money she had yeah. to pay to fix her home. Yeah, and I don't think it was obstruction of justice. It, uh, obstructing a cop interview or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Doesn't hold the same, but yeah. Well, that that's was, my case. A so, way better way to end this. I thought so. Thank you. We're already at an hour, so thank you. Love We're you gonna guys. make some pot stickers and teriyaki noodles, but real quick, booze bullshit. Rewind. Booze bullshit and true crime on Facebook and Instagram. Please email me, even if it's just to say hi, but we really want your stories. We like paranormal, we like aliens, we like hometown true crime, we like Anything of that nature, we will say it on air. We can keep it anonymous. We'll say your name if you want. That's booze, B-S, and true crime at gmail.com. Booze, B-S, A-N-D, true crime at gmail.com. And keep it fucking weird, brah. Bye. Bye.